0: When my therapist told me I likely had anxiety, my first reaction was no way. But the more I sat with it, the more it all started to make sense. I guess I have what you could call high-functioning anxiety, but my ability to cope took a serious nosedive about five months into the pandemic and eight months into a rather drawn-out and emotionally taxing, but ultimately amazing, move from Toronto to Collingwood, Ontario. This is a bit of a personal episode and admission to make, but it turns out naming and acknowledging my anxiety meant that a weight was lifted and working with my therapist, I was able to develop tools to better cope. It also meant I understood many of my clients better because as it turns out, many people and maybe this is you in my community and especially in my client groups struggle with anxiety as well. I began to wonder what came first, the anxiety or the awareness of toxins and other anxiety inducing issues going on in the world. To some extent, I think it's a bit of the chicken or the egg scenario. But no matter what came first, it's not surprising to me that people who choose to live a more conscious, environmentally and socially, existence may struggle a bit more. Whether it's learning that PFAS chemicals, the forever chemicals linked with cancer and hormone disruption, are contaminating our drinking water, or that the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change has declared a code red for irreversible temperature increases by 2040, or that Indigenous communities have been under a boil water advisory, or have had to buy bottled water for decades due to contamination and inadequate infrastructure, or any number of issues that are going on in the world today. There's no doubt that this path we're on to be conscious and aware isn't the easiest path to take. And if you're prone to anxiety in the first place, like it turns out I am, it makes the choice to pay attention to hard things that much more difficult. I'll fully admit that it's made me want to run away from it all. Stop learning. Stop listening. Stop caring. Because sometimes it all feels too much and too daunting and like little old me can't change anything so why should I even bother? I've struggled so much with the balance between wanting to, really needing to, fight for environmental issues while at the same time feeling crushed by them. And I know I'm not alone. So in this episode I want to talk about living with anxiety in a scary world how I've let it overcome me, how I've worked with it and how, despite feeling crippled by it at times, I continue to take action. Hopefully, in sharing my own journey and some tips and tricks, it helps someone else along the way. Welcome to the Missing Pillar of Health podcast, the show that tackles the often misunderstood and underestimated topics related to toxins and their impact on our health and well-being. I'm your host, environmental engineer, mom of two, and founder of Green at Home, Emma Roman. My mission is to help you reduce toxins in your life without fear, judgment or shame so you can be more informed and empowered to take action on issues that matter to your health. The research is clear that toxic chemicals found in the products we use, food we eat, water we drink and air we breathe are contributing to the rise of chronic illness, allergies, infertility, autoimmune disease and more. The good news is you can reduce your exposure without having to drastically change your lifestyle. And I'm here to show you how. As Margaret Mead said, never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed citizens can change the world. I believe addressing toxins is a critical step towards creating healthier and happier families, communities, and ultimately a better planet. And that starts right here, right now. Let's dive into today's show. Whether you would label it as anxiety or not, there are definitely many worries that come up in those of you who are working to tackle toxins in your home. And I think it's important to know that you're not alone. Examples based on thousands of conversations I've had with women processing and working through their own worries and anxiety include things like, what will my husband say if I tell him I want to spend way more money on a non-toxic mattress? What will my friends think if I tell them why I don't use fabric softener? None of my friends are doing this. Am I just blowing things out of proportion? Is there something wrong with me? Is this a waste of money? What if it doesn't work? And on and on and on. And they're all variations of the same thing. What if other people won't accept me? And what if I make a mistake? You know what else all of these have in common? these worries are not your fault. In fact, there are several external factors that I believe have created increased anxiety in this space. Number one, marketing. Fear-based marketing, whether we want it to or not, can get into our heads. I consider myself pretty media savvy and very marketing (laughs) doubt-filled... I don't tend to get sucked in very readily, but articles that say the many ways your home is killing you definitely don't help things. Even if you know it's ridiculous, the little pieces of information we receive on a regular basis start to add up and gnaw away until one day they build up into full-blown worry or anxiety. Number two, confusion. The amount of conflicting information out there is staggering. Even climate change, which at this point is indisputable, still has a strong lobby group, often funded by oil and gas companies, that continue to seed doubt that human activities are to blame. They use quote-unquote scientists and quote-unquote data and can sound very convincing and yet are wrong. The same is true with toxins, but the data isn't as strong as climate change because human health is a tricky thing to study, and we haven't been studying it in detail for as long. But the data is becoming harder to deny, and the stakes are getting higher, which makes the chemical industry need to work harder to discredit it, and we see this in action from all over cosmetic chemists on Instagram claiming to to know more about hormone disruptors than endocrinologists, and chemical companies fighting tooth and nail against accusations of harm, even while losing lawsuits that they knowingly caused sickness and death. This ongoing conflicting information storm creates an us-versus-them situation, with some people forming very strong parts of their identity based on one side or another which fuels the last factor in our increasing worry and anxiety, our need to be accepted. Paying attention to toxins is certainly becoming more common, but it is far from the norm. And humans have an innate need to be accepted in their communities. For a long time in our history, it was essential for survival. If you were cast out of your tribe, you are on your own in the wilderness and likely to starve or be eaten by a bear this need to be part of a community is still embedded in our brains so going out on a limb believing things that are different than your family and circle of friends believes makes your brain say whoa 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 let's get back in with the tribe before we find ourselves alone in the woods those of us who see past the lobby groups and industry involvement and understand the ramifications of the data coming out of environmental health research on our future and our kids Well, we are at risk of being cast out of the tribe because we aren't the majority, though my mission is to help change that. It doesn't make us wrong, but it doesn't make it any easier being right. And so with all of these factors at play, the fear-based marketing, the conflicting information, and our evolutionary need to belong, it's no wonder that so many of us feel morally, emotionally, and logically conflicted and confused And ultimately why anxiety becomes a common state when trying to research baby products, mattresses, skincare products, frying pans, air purifiers, et cetera, et cetera. But we don't have to let the anxiety take over. For many, it's one of the biggest causes of inaction, analysis paralysis, and ultimately contributing to the overwhelm spiral that sucks so many of you out of your mission to lower toxins in your homes and back into what's quote unquote normal. Now, look, I'm not a mental health professional, and I'm far from abolishing my anxiety. My whole goal really is to work better with it. And I am learning how to do this. I'm not perfect. However, one of the most helpful exercises I went through with my therapist was understanding my common unhelpful thinking traps. I'll put a link in the show notes to a summary of these. I actually printed it out and keep it handy so that I can name the trap I'm in and work through it. And the way I work through it is to go through the questions that my therapist gave me, and I'll share them with you here. Number one, what is my anxious thought? Number two, am I falling into thinking traps and which ones? Number three, what evidence do I have that supports the thought? What evidence doesn't support the thought? Number four, have I been in this type of situation before? If so, what happened? Number five, Am I confusing thought with fact or feeling with fact? Number six, what is the worst case scenario? Seven, how likely is this to happen? Eight, what can I do to cope if it does? And nine, what is a more helpful thought? Now, when I first went through these questions, they themselves made me anxious. My brain was yelling at me, wait, wait, what? I have to plan out the worst case scenario? That's like, that is my worst case scenario is having to think that through. I tend to do that automatically. Catastrophizing is one of my thinking traps. But the thing is, often the worst case scenario really isn't that bad. Or even if it maybe is kind of bad or not that great, planning for it can help you figure out how to avoid it or work through it more practically and calmly and effectively. This exercise has really helped me step into action because when I get crippled by anxiety, one of two things happens. If it's a personal situation, like something I said or did or a conversation I know I need to have but don't want to, I can spiral into what-if scenarios and just stay so stuck in my head that I can't really think of anything else. When it comes to global or bigger picture issues like climate change, or thinking I have to get every single toxin out of my home, I can tend more towards inaction and procrastination. I freeze, I become unmotivated, and I'm not present. In either scenario, once I can pull myself into action, even just one step to help me move through whatever is making me anxious, it causes a cascade, and I find myself back on track. Sometimes it takes a couple hours, sometimes it takes days, sometimes it might take weeks... With how much is going on in the world, there are some things that have taken months to process and work through, and that's okay. But the solution for me is always action. And these questions can help pull you out of your head and into positive action if you're at all similar to me. It's what I suggest when my clients start going down a similar path, a rabbit hole where they get stuck in their head or stuck in inaction, whether it's because of overwhelm, Like, there are so many things to do, where do I start? Or having trouble making a decision. I cannot tell you how many people have spent months or even years before choosing a water filter, for example. Or coming up against a roadblock. Hello, husbands who don't believe in toxins. And the answer to all of these is the same. I'll have them break down the problem they're facing into smaller steps, or sometimes figure out if it's a problem they need to solve at all. And if not, then we move on to something else. When I'm on -on one-on-one coaching calls with my clients, I don't walk through the thinking trap exercise with them specifically, but it's certainly in my mind to help navigate through their blocks and maybe understand a little bit more about some of those unhelpful thinking traps. And regardless of the hurdle, the anxious thought, or the way that we get there, the answer in my mind is always action. Because if there's one thing I've learned, it's that my anxiety loves me to be stuck. It can step in and grab hold much easier when I'm at a standstill and not at peace. So the next time you feel it creeping in along your journey to reduce toxins, acknowledge it. Understand why it's there and remind yourself of the forces at play helping you feel anxious. The marketing, the misinformation, and the evolutionary need not to be different. And go through the unhelpful thinking traps exercise if that resonates. You can go back, listen to the list I gave, pausing it, and write it down for yourself. Then decide how you're going to act. Take a small step towards the change you wish to make. Any step, tell your subconscious mind that you're in charge and you're not afraid of your anxiety, nor will you let it control you. Most importantly, know that your drive to reduce toxins is valid and worthy. I argue that it's actually essential to our survival. How you go about doing it is entirely up to you and no two paths look the same. And look, I'm not here to belittle anybody's mental health. And so depending on what's going on with you, you may have levels of anxiety or other mental health issues going on that are far greater than the examples that I gave here. And that's totally fine. Now maybe your time to be focusing on something else. But if you are finding that your anxiety is stopping you from reaching your healthy home goals, and that is something that you really want to achieve right now, you're just feeling maybe crippled by your worry and anxiety, then reach out. If it's affecting your daily life, again, reach out to a mental health practitioner, that is not me. But if you want help overcoming it as it relates to reducing toxins, I am happy to give you a nudge in the right direction. are some of my favorite conversations to have because some of the biggest strides can be made once we name what's going on and come up with a plan to take action. My DMs are always open over on Instagram. I'm at Emma underscore green at home. Do not hesitate to reach out and have a conversation. I hope you found this helpful. If you know of anyone struggling with anxiety around toxins, I would love it if you shared this episode with them. Most podcast players have a share button on the episode itself, or you can simply tell them to check out episode 52 of the Missing Pillar of Health podcast. That's it for me today. Until next week, be well, everyone. Wait, before you go, I have a quick favor to ask. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts and like what you've heard, please take a moment to hit subscribe and leave a five-star rating and a written review. You can do it right from the app. It takes just a sec and really helps me to be able to continue to share this important information with more people. Plus, you might just get a shout out on a future episode. Thanks so much and bye for now.